and in itself is a bracha. Chadashum Labkarim Rabbi Munasecha is the ability for each and every one of us to renew ourselves. It's the power of, of a Jew that we go after the moon, we count, and we connect our lives to the moon as opposed to the rest of the world goes after the sun because, thank you very much, because the lesson of the moon is that it's always changing. And the purpose of, or if you think about an animal or an angel, an animal, right, you don't, uh, you don't, I mean, people like it. That's why they like monkeys and they like dogs because they say, wow, we could train the monkey to do something. We could train the dog to do something, to change. But a dog's purpose in this world and an animal's purpose in the world is not to like, oh, I want to like grow. I want to, you know, work on myself. No animals are working on themselves. You don't have an, a hamster working on itself. I mean, that's why people like dogs and, and monkeys trying to like make them like human-like, um, even though it's, there's no connection. Um, the, the purpose of an animal is, is to do what the animal does. And so to an, an angel. What's an angel? An angel also. An angel has its purpose. An angel doesn't grow. An angel doesn't change. An angel doesn't get new perspectives. But a, but a human being, but an Adam, but a Jew, an Adam, Atem Krim, Adam, Jew, which is the quintessential Adam, which we are the choicest of, of man. We exist on this planet to fulfill the purpose of this planet. Our essence is to fulfill the, the purpose of Hashem creating a world, Bishvil, Bishvil Yisrael. Bishvil Yisrael, Bishvil Atorah, is that Hashem created the world for us. Hashem created the world for, for us to change, to grow, to make a difference. And the difference begins uh, every day when a person wakes up in the morning and a person starts his day to say, how can I, how can I upgrade today? How could I make today better than, than yesterday? And, and how can I make my life better today? And again, better doesn't have to mean that you go from A to Z. It can mean I do a little bit more. I do a little bit more. I change a little bit. I'm able to accept myself more. Whatever someone's dealing with. Some people have to take a vacation more. They have to learn how to take a vacation. Some people have trouble learning how to relax. So their avoda, right, is learn. Thank you. Is is, is learning to relax more. You have other people who have to learn to work harder. And that's their avoda. And, and uh, this one has to work on his relationship with his mother. This one has to work on his relationship with his father. This one has to work on his relationship with his roommate. This one with his spouse. This one with his child. This one in every circumstance. And Hashem gives us every day. And Hashem gives us all the time opportunities to work on ourselves. That's, that's the key. A person, a lot of times, because of laziness and because of the Yitzhahara, doesn't want to work on anything. I'm just, I'm just waiting until everything is perfect. I want everybody and everything to be perfect. This way I don't have to do anything. If my mother's perfect, if my father's perfect, if my roommate's perfect, if my spouse is perfect, if the weather's perfect, if everything's perfect, then I don't have to do anything. Then it's like, 
What's the whole point? But when we have challenges in life, it's the biggest bracha that when we have a challenge because it makes us, it brings out who we are. It makes us better. It makes us uh, a better person. It makes us um, understand ourselves better. It makes us connect more to Hashem. It makes us really, really dig deep into the power, into the koach of, of each and every one of us. And that's why we learn Hilchas Lashon Hara. The reason we, one of the reasons we learn Hilchas Lashon Hara is because we can get very much distracted by, by other people. We can have hurt. People have a lot of um, guilt. People have a lot of um, anger inside of them. Right? People have anger inside of them. And when someone... Um, or, or unfinished business inside of them. They have, they have uh, usually it comes from, I guess, you know, uh, hurt or, or um, insecurities, whatever, the, whatever each person, whatever your, uh, your makeup of who you are. Some people, right, who were hurt when they were younger or they are, were told certain things when they were younger and they, and they didn't deal with it. So they have pain, they have hurt, they're not so clear about who they are, whatever it is. They're, it's a little fuzzy, and it comes out outside of them. It comes out in this group of people. That's why I hate this guy, and that's why I can't. That's why you can have two people. This guy likes him, and this one doesn't like him. Why? Because, because it, it, it's not about the person. It's never about the outside person. It's always about the, um, the actual um, person who's, who's viewing and seeing the situation and involved in the situation. So with that, we begin the halacha, the Hilkos Lashon Hara. And here we go. Um, here we go. When you are page 289, day 109. So he says, this is actually a great um, example that he gives. He says, imagine your friend is eating meat, which you realize is not kosher. Instead of telling him right away, it's not kosher, stop eating it, you think to yourself, let him enjoy the meat, and when he finishes, I'll tell him that it's not kosher. Of course, this is senseless. Why would you, why would you, why, why would you want your friend to continue eating the meat? Every bite, he's transgressing the Avera of consuming trefos. So says the Chavetz Chaim, that's how we appear when we wait until our friends finish Lashon Hara without stopping one in the middle. With every word, a person is letting his friend um, do a terrible Avera. So that's the example he gives. When your friend starts talking about someone, how do you know whether you're allowed to listen or not? Right? Your friend starts talking, what are you supposed to do? How do you know? So, for example, your friend tells you, your neighbor is a bit dot dot dot. So if you suspect that it might be Lashon Hara, you might ask right away, is this information important for me to know? Right? So your friend tells your neighbor, your he starts, I'm sorry, your friend tells you that your neighbor is dot dot dot. So you have to be, you have to right away be on the guard. Right? And you have to ask. Right? Do I need to know this? If your friend says yes, then you can listen, but you cannot believe the information. You must also make sure that no other people are listening to the conversation. Why? Since the information doesn't apply to them, 
They are not permitted to listen. Okay, that's number one. Next. However, let's say your friend says no, the information is not relevant to you. It's just an interesting story. And you must tell him or her that I don't want to hear it. And he says this is a very good tactic. Not only will your friend stop talking, he or she will not come to you in the future with more stories. And that's something that I've said many times, is that people know most of the time um, where they're getting um, their Lashon Hara from. People know, your friend will realize that you are not a good customer for Lashon Hara. Like I've said many times, uh, people who speak Lashon Hara speak Lashon Hara. Right? When people speak Lashon Hara, they're going to always be talking Lashon Hara. They don't, they, don't, uh, they don't distinguish between this person and that person. People who, who don't speak Lashon Hara won't speak Lashon Hara, you know, what, whatever it might be. Yes, Reb Zev. Yeah, Reb Zev. No, not in Lashon Hara. You say, is it relevant to me? Right, you're not going to say, is it Lashon Hara? But even that's better. I don't want to hear it. It's even better to say that than to hear the information. You're right. You don't want to say, is that Lashon Hara? But again, you could just say, I don't want to hear it. it does, do I need to hear about somebody else? I don't need to hear about it. Even though in any case it's going to be implanted. Now why? If he says no, then it's really going to be implanted. What was he going to say? Right, right. That's if he says it's a He's saying He's not saying you say it's a He's saying, is this relevant to me? Do I need to hear it? Do I need to hear this information? Is this information important for me to hear? But again, I, I, I think, like I always say, I, I think that we all know who we're going to be hearing Lashon Hara from. People, everybody knows, more or less, who, we're not talking about a random person. Most people know, you know, that this guy is going to talk Lashon Hara. So, so it's your, it's sort of on you if you're in that conversation. You can't expect people who speak Lashon Hara not to speak Lashon Hara. You know, if you're going to a certain meal, right, on Shabbos, or you're going to a certain family, or you're going to a certain friend, or you're going to a certain relative, that there's going to be Lashon Hara. So then the, the question's on you. Why did, why did you go? Why are you, why are you going over to that person? Or why are you in that environment where they're speaking Lashon Hara? The question's not on them. The question's on you, that you put yourself in a circumstance like that. And I say many times, that's why it's very difficult if someone grows up in a house, or someone is from a home that people speak Lashon Hara. So they say, oh, what am I supposed to do when I go home? So I don't know, it's a big problem. It's a problem, I, I agree. It's a problem if your home is a home where, where, I'm not talking about your home as a married person, then it's on you. If there's any Lashon Hara in your home, then that's on, the, that's on the father and the mother to make sure that that's not what we, that's not what we talk about in, the, in this home. But if you're held captive, so to speak, at someone's house, then you have to know that you're not going back there again if, if it's going to be, you know, if people are going to speak Lashon Hara, like we've said many times, it's no different. Lashon Hara is no different. Mamish, no different than someone taking a baseball bat and smashing someone over the head. Imagine you went to someone's meal and they took a baseball bat and they start smashing someone's head over with a baseball bat. You'd show up another Shabbos, you'd go there again, you would never go there. You'd say, this is crazy, I'm never going there ever again. Lashon Hara is, is probably worse than that in a certain way, because, because
because it's much more damaging than uh, than that. Just we don't, you know, we, we don't look at it that way. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Yes, Ellie. Yes. Right, so he has a few, so he has, let me see where he says, the Chavot Chaim has a few things that you're supposed to say, let me see, <coughs> let me see where it is, um, where he says what to do when, um, one second, let me see if I could find it, he goes through what you're supposed to do in these situations, oh, here we go, yeah, yeah. If this what, is this what you're talking about, Ellie? If you're sitting amongst a group and someone starts talking Lashon Hara, you are sitting at a table at a wedding, at your relative's wedding, and someone starts talking. You know our cousin so-and-so? He's such an incompetent person. I pity his children, right? He starts talking. Is that your question? What are you supposed to do? <laughs> right, right. They're not going to listen. So here we go. So the best thing to do, let's go through it. The best thing to do is to stop the person and say something like, maybe it's better if we don't talk about other people. I don't know if you want to say, oh, it's Lashonara, Lashonara, but you say, I think it's better if we don't speak about other people or I don't think we're allowed to talk about him. The outcome will be that you prevented a lot of people from a bad thing. However, the Chavetz Chaim says, um, however, if it is him, if we know that the Yitzhar will overcome you, and you're, you're not going to stop the speaker, or the speaker is not going to listen to you, then you could walk away. You got to walk away, or don't listen, or don't listen. Put your fingers in your ears, right? Like the Gemara says, if it is impossible to walk away and to close your ears, then you are not allowed to believe the Lashon Hara. You can't enjoy the conversation. You cannot make facial expressions such as smiling and nodding, that you're in, right? That's going to give the impression that, ah, okay, yeah, I'm with you. It is praiseworthy to show a disappointed expression, which shows that you're not happy with the conversation. It's difficult. I mean, the best thing probably probably would be to walk away. That's actually tomorrow, uh, two days from now. Two days from now, Lashonara. Okay, thank you, Ellie. Yes, Rosette. Yes, sure. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ellie. Next yes. 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 I hear, I hear. Okay, so then maybe, maybe in that case well, you wouldn't walk away. In that case, you would just, you know, put your ears or start another conversation or whatever. Yeah, listen, you, you know, you got, everyone's got to take responsibility for for their for themselves in in those situations. You're right, I agree. It could be challenging. Could be you'd be afraid he's going to talk about you next. He probably will. Yeah. Yes. Would calling it out as it is and saying, hey, this is straight up Lashon Hara be a form of Lashon Hara because it's embarrassing the guy at the table yeah, or is it right. productive because it's stopping it? 
Right, so it's not lush and hara. It could be it's embarrassing. It could be it's embarrassing him, so you have to do it. He's saying if you tell the guy, oh, you know, you you embarrass the guy to say, oh, it's lush and hara. So you got to do it. Do it in a respectful way. Do it. Change the conversation. Talk about the. Talk about the. You know, just change the conversation. Or, meaning you have to know the situation. You know, you got everyone's got to feel out the situation. If it's your father, if it's your if it's your I grandfather. I'm saying you're at your family table. You can't yell. You're not going to say, that's Lajan Haro. What are you talking about? Then, 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 then of course not. And you could, could say, oh, you know, change, change the subject. You go, that, there you could, there you could always leave. You could always go to the bathroom. You could walk out. You know, the question is if you're in a situation where you can't go anywhere, that gets a little bit challenging, but never to embarrass anybody. That's not Lajan Haro. Not, not embarrassing someone. That's a different iser of not. Embarrassing someone, but yeah, you have to be careful not to do that. Or, just or you could just say like, oh, you know, maybe we could uh, just start a different conversation. Try as best you can if you can. And as a last resort, if those conversations keep on coming up. Then what are you doing? I mean, it, well, then you have to ask yourself, why do I keep on finding myself there? But if it's all in one meal, let's say you're yeah, right, yeah, or I don't know, you have yeah. guests eating over. I don't know. It's a t- if it's a tough one. I don't know. I, I haven't been in those situations in a long time, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't know. It's that that's a tough situation. You got to get out of there. You got to somehow either leave, or you have to not believe it, like he's saying. Change the subject, or just sit there and you know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know. You want to be careful with that. Yes. You have the ability to stop him from speaking Russian horror. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is embarrassing. And he's bashing someone with a baseball bat. You're not going to stop him? I don't know. It's a good child. I don't know. I don't know what the halacha is. To embarrass him? I don't know. I'm not sure. Could be it is. I, I don't know. That would be a tough call. I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough situation. And and Cholkim cover the rub. The conversation was said. No, that's not Cholkim. That's not Cholkim cover the rub. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, good. Okay, I don't. I hear. I I don't know. I hear. I hear. I'm embarrassing. You know, you're going to embarrass someone publicly if there's another way. If maybe that's the only. No, no, that's the only way. He's not listening. But you know that if you if you tell him again, again, he's going to stop. Right, right. Maybe. Okay. I hear. I don't know. I hear. Could be so. Let's find the halacha for that. I hear. I'm not. I don't, I don't know. I agree with you. In Svara, I agree with you. I don't, just to embarrass someone is also very. It's not so simple. It's not so simple to embarrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying. I agree. I agree with your. I don't think the answer is so simple, but let find the. Sometimes you find because you're not in a place that So find the right, right. So you find me, uh, find me the answer to that. I don't know. If you find me an answer that, that the Chavetz Chaim says that you're allowed to straight out embarrass someone, you know, if that, yeah, obviously. But you're allowed to embarrass someone, you know, you know, for to stop. I, I, I would be, that would be an interesting halacha. Like it's, it's your, you know, if there's no other way, it, it would be an interesting halacha, right? You're saying he's like a rodev. Has a din of a rodev. So are you allowed to, you know? I mean, he obviously he's hurting someone. He's talking yeah, lashanara. He's, he's talking lashanara. That's hurting someone. That's that's that's, that's a good child. Good. That's not a good kasha. That's a good kasha. Good. Yeah, I hear. I hear. That's it. I'm excited to see what. Uh, 
So I had to see what, what, what the source, what, what that would be, what the... Interesting, right? It's like a... Uh, yeah? Yes, Yaakov. Um, back on our pillow set, um, I feel like that someone who's like, you know, all about Lashon Tara, someone who like kind of does that, and let's say you have, you're on a mission to, let's say, stop him, do you tell him, let's go, stop speaking Lashon Tara? You're not going to embarrass him. Like, that's his lifestyle. Like, he's not going to really care. I don't think you're right. really going to embarrass someone right. who speaks Lashon Tara by telling him, yo, what are you doing? Stop talking to other people. I feel like... Right, it's not, he's not yeah, going to be embarrassed. He care. He's a, Right. He's not like an evil, bad person. Right. He's just he's not. Used to it. He's right. just like he's not connected to that kind of thing. So I feel like it's not really an embarrassment kind of thing. It's more of a just, what are you doing? Uh, okay. Nice. Nice. And it's not really embarrassing. It's just, you gotta stop it. Nice. I hear that. Very good point. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. We'll see the. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I guess if a person's able to, able to do it without embarrassing someone, or like you're saying, Yaakov, the. The person's not going to be embarrassed because he doesn't know what, like you're saying, he's not, he's not, an, he, he just talks Lashnara, or he doesn't even know he's talking Lashnara. He's just talking about other people. So then you could, you could say, you know, buddy, you know, like, you know, let's not talk about other people or whatever it is, right? But I guess in a circumstance where someone would be embarrassed, yeah, would be embarrassed. That's a, uh, it's interesting. Okay. So someone would be embarrassed if like He's someone who watches himself in the first place. Right. So right, like, but sometimes we trip up. Sometimes someone who watches himself kind of wants someone to be like, right. Yo, you don't want to be doing more. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you're right. It's a good point. Correct. But it's still, it's still hurtful when you hear like, oh, that might be Lush and Hara. It's like, oh, wow. You know, you know, sometimes we're just talking to people and we're in our flow and we think we're, you know, it, it happens sometimes very quick. You know that we just start talking about someone, and we 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 have to catch ourselves afterwards. But yeah, you know, one of the things that the Chavetz Chaim says that I think is very powerful, and I, I love this, is that well, all we have to do is learn the halachas. We have to learn the hilchas lashon hara. That's our job. Our job is to learn the hilchas lashon hara, to work on not speaking lashon hara um, by learning the halachas. That's all we can do. If we learn the halachas every day, and you're aware, I think that's the point. Obviously, when it comes down to it, it's hard. It's hard when you're, if something bothers you about someone, you're hurt by someone, you're, you're, if someone's telling you Lashon Hara, it's a conversation that you always have, that, 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 that sometimes can become difficult. The most important thing is that when we learn the halachas and we um, you know, learn the halachas more and more, then you become more sensitive to, to the Hilchas Lashon Hara. That's, that's what happens to the halachas. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha, not to speak any Lashon Hara, not to hear any Lashon Hara, not to be Makabal any Lashon Hara, not to, not to um, uh, talk any Rechilas, not to be Makabal any Rechilas, to listen to any Rechilas today and every day, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. I'm going to make a bracha. Okay, we continue in, in Mesil Sisharim. Um, we left off yesterday talking about um, the, the uh, medrash that says that the reason we don't enjoy this world is because we come from a more uh, enjoyable war- world. We're used to more enjoyment. So you think candy and ice cream and you know, all the desires of this world are going to satisfy you? It's not going to satisfy you. Why? Because 
you're used to much more uh, enjoyable things. So if I'm used to more enjoyable things, so I'm not going to be satisfied. That's what the Hanefeshle Samala, I'm not going to be filled up by any enjoyment in this world because I've already experienced the ultimate enjoyment. So nothing can satisfy me. And that's what the Ramchal says. So he said, just to do the re- recap again for this parak, it's just important to hear the Mahalach and the, um, you know, how, how he um, really says this parak is probably the um, most important, the foundation of the entire Sefer is this parak, this chapter where he says you first need to have your, your clarity of, of, uh, of where you're going, what you're doing. You have to clarify what your life is about um, and to realize that the ultimate connection is not in this world. The ultimate connection is in the next world. And, uh, and then he brings a proof. He brings a proof that this world cannot be where it's at, either because of the limited time that we're on this world. So it can't be that this is where it's at because we're only here limited in a limited time period. So it can't be that this is where it's at because a person's going to die. And a person's more um, connected to the infinity and the, the, the um, eternity of, of uh, before and after, right? What has happened before and after what's going to happen. And this small period of time is just, you know, uh, can't be where it's at. Because how long is a person on this world? Hopefully he's here 70, 80, 90 years. Hopefully. Not everybody lives uh, to that. Halavai, we're zocha to live shivim shanam, gvurai shmoinim shanam, right? And like we said the other day, like how much of that life is really living that life? Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully when you're 90 years old, you know, you're... Uh, <laughs> You know, you're still growing and growing and growing, and you're not, you know, uh, you know, we should not, everyone's like Rabbi Alexander over here, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody's Zoka, not that you're that old, Rabbi Alexander, but, but uh, you know, huh? No, no, I'm saying. But still, it doesn't matter, you're young. Not everyone's Zoka to be, you know, uh, to be in, in a little bit older, and they're still working on themselves. So, so Halavai, Halavai, that's going to be our life. So, so how long does it last? So it can't be that here is where it's at. So where is it at? It's at the next world. So how do we deal with this conflict of this world and the next world? So what am I supposed to do? Right, what am I supposed to do? So, um, so listen to what he says. So says the um, Ramchal. He says, Al-Kain. He says, what is the purpose? The purpose is therefore... We have a job that we have to do something here. He says, We have to. We have a, a mission on this planet. And our mission on this planet, he's going to say very clearly, is to reach Shlemus. For a person to go ahead and reach. Um, not the word perfection. I don't like the word perfection because then people think they have to be perfect. The, the um, shlemus means that you come 
to complete your mission in life and that you're here on this world to do something. You're not here on this world just to eat and to drink and to sleep and to make money. A person is here on a mission to do certain things and nobody knows exactly what their specific mission is. We know that, that we have to do mitzvahs, everybody has to do mitzvahs. Some mitzvahs people are more, are more drawn towards. Some people love giving tzedakah. Some people love learning Torah. Some people love davening. Some people love doing other chesed's, right? Whatever it might be. But the point is, is that, of course, we have to try and do everything that we can, but every person has to try and find what it is that his unique mission is in life. What are you good at? What is it that you're good at? And what are your major challenges? So usually what Hashem naturally made you good at, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a sign that you're supposed to go in that way. Because Hashem gave you that natural talent. Right? And then if there's something that you really struggle with, that's also a sign from Hashem that that is what you are supposed to work on. That's why you're put on this world. If somebody has a strong uh, ego, he's a big Balgaiva and he struggles with that, so he has to work on his ego. Right? A lot of things are more general, but a lot of things become more specific. If a person, some people are more lazy and some people have bigger tithes. Some people are, are more angry people. Other people are not so angry, but, they're, but they have other challenges that they have to deal with. Everybody has to learn. That's why it's so important to learn yourself. You have to know, what is it that my strengths, as Rabbi Yisrael Salanter says, woe to the person who doesn't know his weaknesses, but even worse, somebody who doesn't know his strengths. You have to know your strengths in order to know what it is that Hashem wants from us. And that's why we're put in this world. That's why we're put in this world. Oh, now I feel, now I feel good, Yosef, that you're here. I told you yesterday, right? I told Yosef, I said that until I see you sitting there, I, I've, been, uh, I've been missing something. So, so we're talking about... I've been missing something also. Okay, great. Okay, thank you. We're, we've both been missing. We've all been missing. I respect that. So says the Mesil Charm, listen to this line. I think this is so, so... This is like unbelievable. Says the Ramchal. If anybody would want to know why we're put in this world. Why am, why am I put in this world? What's my, what's my purpose in this world? Wouldn't that be great to know? Why, why am I on this planet? So says the Ramchal. Ki ikr ha'adam The main reason we are put in this world is for three reasons. Three reasons we're put in this world. And he says, rock, rock. He says, only for these three reasons. Hazehu, rock, to do mitzvahs. What does that mean? To do the mitzvahs. Hashem put us in this world. He wants us to put on tefillin. He wants us to keep Shabbos. He wants us to, to uh, you know, not steal. He wants us to um, go ahead and, and, and uh, have children. He wants us to have Pesach. He wants us to sit in a sukkah. He wants us to do all of these things. There's 613 mitzvahs. And a person has to learn, why, what is that? It's a relationship with Hashem. That's how you have a relationship with Hashem. How do you have a relationship with someone? How, what, what do you need from me? What could I do for you? That's a relationship with anybody. What could you do for me? And what would I like you not to do? That's how you create a relationship. When you do something that someone wants you to do, and someone doesn't want you to do, you don't do it. 
you begin to have a relationship. So that's number one. Mitzvot, the Zohar says, is Malashan Tzavsa, which means a connection. You're connecting. You connect to someone. If I ask you, could you please go ahead and do something for me, and you do it, there's a connection. If, I, if you ask me to do something for you and I do it, there's a connection. And so that's why Hashem did, he, sent, he gave us the Torah, and the Torah teaches us what it is that Hashem wants us to do on this planet. What else does He want us to do on this planet? Right? I mean, the food's not that good. It's good, but it's not that good. Right? You, get, you start getting, I mean, you have to keep on upgrading and everything, but I'm saying it's not worth, don't tell me that I came down to this world to struggle and all the pain and all the suffering and everything, right, for a good, for a good uh, you know, for some good sushi or whatever it is. Yes? I might be a little wrong with what you're saying, but are you basically saying that like we're meant to give? Okay, good. So that's one. So that's one of the three things. Good, Yaakov. Uh, doing a mitzvah. So good. Um, um, yes. In 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 a relationship with Hashem. Yes. But I feel like sometimes people like they get they, they might look at their giving, which is very nice, but a lot of times they're giving just so they can receive. Correct. Beautiful. So the so you're machavin, which makes sense, Yaakov. You're. Baruch Hashem, Hashem gave you a good, good heart and a good head, so you're and you're using it. Baruch Hashem. So the Ramchal asked your question uh, much later on in the in the in the Sefer, way at the end, where he says that a person has to be careful that even in what he's doing, is he doing it self selfishly or he's doing it selflessly? Obviously, it's a high level to do things just for someone else. So we start, we start by doing things for the other person, even if I'm going to gain, right? It's like a person falls in love with his wife. You fall in love with someone. So you're, 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 you're in love with yourself a little bit too, because you, you, you like, you, you know, you like, you like that she likes you also. You like the fact that, okay, whatever the situation is, right? You don't, you don't, so you're giving to the person because it makes you feel good. As you build and build and build, you want to get to a level where you're giving you know, more selflessly. But we start off selfishly a little bit. So the first thing is to say, Hashem, it's a relationship. I'd like to get Olam Haba for this. I'd like to get all the reward for it. It's good, but it's a start. At least I start. Then you can, then a person, when a person works on it. Yeah, good? So yes, it is a, every relationship is a give and a take. Hashem is always giving us, that's for sure. There's constant giving to us. The ultimate, ultimate relationship of any two people, we'll say two people, forget about two things, is when both of them are in, are in giving. When two people are looking to give each other constantly, that's the greatest relationship. So Hashem is always giving us. So when I go ahead and I put on tefillin, right, I'm giving back to Hashem. Here Hashem, you asked me to do, put on tefillin? Sure, no problem. You asked me not to speak Lashonara? Sure, no problem. You ask me to go ahead and keep Shabbos? Sure, no problem. Whatever it is that, right, when you're in love with someone, whatever they ask, sure, sure, sure. That's, so that's, that's building a relationship with Hashem. Yeah, but like, like, let's say in a relationship with your wife, right, and like, you know, you're constantly giving, constantly receiving, whatever it is, and you keep on giving for other people, but like, right. like if, you're giving, if you're giving your wife everything and then like, there's like a negative conflict, you're like, Good. 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 And you're constantly doing the right thing, and then like you're on the way to do the right thing, and then something bad happens. You kind of think like, why is this happening? Like, great. Doing the right thing. Great. So God willing. A way of like, so when am I going to receive? Good. Things that I'm. 
know, I'm getting a lot, right. but I'm not receiving anything. Great. So Yaakov, you're not married yet, right, Yaakov? No. Okay. I know, I know. I was just saying that. God willing, when you're married, what you'll see is um, a lot of the relationship in marriage is having that conversation. Right? So sometimes you have to have that re- the conversation with Hashem as well. Say, Hashem, hi, how are you? How are you doing? I mean, you don't have to say that, but you could start off like that. Hi, Hashem. I'm having a little difficulty. I'm trying to give. I'm trying to have a relationship with you. And I'm having difficulty in this thing. And something bothers me. That's having a relationship with Hashem. It's not just about actions. It's about... It's about yeah, good, good, good. But, 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 but in my experience is that it feels sometimes that it's one way. But if you really do it, you see that you, you get a lot of um, feedback from Hashem. I know that sounds interesting. Yeah, correct. But I'm saying, but that's how you create the relationship. You create the relationship by having a conversation like that and saying, Hashem, I'm trying and you told me this and, you know, this happens. You could speak to a Rebbe about it. You could speak to a friend about it. speak to a person about it. People who have experience in developing a relationship with Hashem. But yes. Yes. First, who can say serving Hashem? Who can say you're serving Hashem in the right way? Right. Who can say that? Nobody can say that you're serving Hashem in the right way and you can get everything. Right. The second thing, I mean, I'm not saying, in Eretz Israel, Midah ke neged Midah, Yeah. So, measure again, measure didn't stop in Eretz Israel. Measure again. So, so if a man really, really doing everything good like he's supposed to do, right. I promise you, Hashem will give you Midah ke neged everything right. good. But we, we cannot say that we're doing everything good. You know how many right. things we don't do. We don't right. do properly every day. We're learning properly. We don't do it. Right. So it's like almost as doing Maseh Zimri, asking Maseh because you're asking Maseh because you have to serve Hashem until you get, you get something like that you dreamed and you have to really serve Hashem like with all your power. It's not a game here. The king of the world. You're not serving a, a, a boss. This, this is the king of the world. Right. Something else. You have to serve Hashem with all your power. Then you get it. Then you Getting really right, so what R- R- Rabbi Huda is saying, which is interesting, is that if, if it, things didn't work out, you could say, okay, maybe I could have done it better. Maybe I could have done it better. Sometimes that's hard to hear. But, uh, yeah, beautiful. You can say you serve Hashem in the Right, 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 right. Beautiful. Okay, yes, Joseph. Um, so, like, in life, like, I've always, always been, like, tripping about this because, like, they always say like don't like look at others like like other people's like reflection to like be yourself or something. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, it's like that most important thing. And also it, like, how do you like not look at other people for like to be like them and like just focus on yourself? And why is that like the most important thing? Like, really, okay. I don't Beautiful. Get it. Like, Beautiful. How could it? How can you do both like simultaneously? A lot of times you just like contradicts. That what? That what? What contradicts? That what? Like you always like, you you want to be yourself, but you're always looking at other people's reflection. Like right. You always look at them to like be right. something great. Right. Like, aren't you like? Is aren't we all like supposed to be our own unique person? Right. Like, how does it go together? Beautiful. Great question. So I think yeah. Thank you, Yosef. I I think that um. um I think that the first thing is you got to turn off, you have to turn off the, the, the other people channel. However, you got to do that. I think you got to turn that off. You know, whether it's social media, whether it's, um, you know, just a person, you know, watching movies or a person, 
sort of living in that world. You have to really shut yourself out from 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 that for a period of time, because that sort of will will clear you up, and it'll clear you up to get in touch with yourself, and then the right people around you that you want to be around you, you'll you'll look at and you'll say, oh wow, I can learn from that person. I can learn certain things from that person. Not that I'm trying to impress that person. Not that I'm trying to copy that person. But you can learn from people. But first you have to sort of, you know, knock out all of the things that are telling you what you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to be. You know, you know what I'm saying? You have to first block out all of that. Until a person blocks out, you know, in my opinion, social media. I mean, I don't even know what social media means. I'm saying until you're, like, I, I don't know what the extent, I don't know what, I don't know the difference between, um, you know, Instagram, I don't, I don't know the way these things, Facebook, I don't know how that works. But as long as a person is, uh, is involved in other people's lives, so then you're, you, you're, you're basically, uh, there's, not, there's, not, there's no point. A person first has to shut himself out and give himself a diet of a week or two or three where he's, you know, not, you know, in that world, in the other world. Because then you never even get a chance to even think about yourself. Does that make sense? You have to start with that. You have to start with that. Otherwise, you're not going to get any. There's no way you'll get anywhere. You're totally, totally, like, brainwashed by, by social media and by what the news and like, I, I mean, you could just be like living in this, in this fantasy world and you don't even realize until you're out of it. You don't even realize until you're out like how terrible it, it is. Like we don't even realize. And uh, yeah. Is that, like, is that like the most important vision to like be yourself and not just like look at other people? Like is that like everybody like has a mutual vision? Like, for sure, for sure. That's especially in our generation. That's probably it's probably one of the biggest problems of our generation is 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 people looking at other people. Yeah, because you're able to. It used to be who could you see already? You could see whoever's here. Everything's visible to your eyes. Like every person. No, you could see. No, it used to be. We before we had before before cell phones, before smartphones, before that. I who could I see already? I could just. You can't FaceTime people. You can't look up on the internet. You can't see the news. What's going on over there? You'd have to wait till six o'clock in the evening to watch the evening news. Saying, you, what, what, what would you be able to see? You couldn't see beyond what you could see here. You'd be in yeshiva. You'd only see these people for like... Imagine if you only were here for like a month straight with no, with no outside contact. Except for on like a, on a phone. Those are, you know, with a phone, you know, phones. It would be amazing, but like, I think like I personally would go crazy. Not right. because not, it's not an amazing place, because you get cooped up in like a bubble. Right, you know what? Should, should, I, tell you why, should I tell you why people would go crazy, Yosef? they go crazy because they'd finally be in touch with themselves and they, don't, they wouldn't know who they are and they'd try and run away from themselves that's the problem because we don't love ourselves enough that's the problem right but if you would try if you would try if you would try that for, you know it would, it would force a person to get to know himself it's very hard we run away we run away to, to other people and to other things 
Okay, yes. Beautiful, Yosef. Yes, Yaakov. Back to what Yosef said. There's like a very fine line between looking at other people and having role models. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to, oh, I want to be myself. I can't look. It's like, no, you're allowed to have other people who are doing the right thing you can look up to. But if you're always in other people, yeah, it could be unhealthy. But there's a very difference between looking at other people and role models. Right, correct. I, but but, I, but I, that's why I said on purpose to start, you have to start first detaching. Once you detach, you diet for a week, for two weeks, for a month, then you'll, you'll, you can't start by saying, oh, I'm going to still be exposed and I'm going to pick this as my role model and that's not good. First, you've got to wipe yourself out of anyone else out there. Then your role models will come, I promise you. Your role models will come to you. You don't need to go anywhere to search out the people who you respect. If you cut yourself out from all the craziness in the world and all of the social media, all the movies, all the craziness that's out there, I'm not worried about you getting role models. You'll find, like I said, the role models will come right to, the, to your front door, guaranteed. The problem is people say, okay, I'm not going to let go of this because I also get inspired by this. That's, that's the way people look at it. Yes, Rafi. Now what? It's a sense of, yes, I'll say a better word, um, which is the same. It's a sense of reality. It's reality. People, authentic, I don't know if you guys ever heard this, authentic, sustainable, happiness, let alone emotional health comes from one's connection to reality. To reality. When you're connected to reality, you have sustainable happiness. You have sustainable, sustainable happiness. That's the underline that word. It sustains. You have, you have everything because you're connected to reality. Now, reality sometimes is uncomfortable. Reality sometimes is, people think reality means, oh, I'm having a great day, everything's great. That's not reality. Reality could be, I'm having a bad day and it's a hard day for me and things are difficult. That's okay. I'm having a tough time. It's okay. I'm having a, a lazy day. It's okay. That's reality also. But when you live in the world of, you know, movies, of social media, and you live in that world, then if you're having a bad day, who's having a bad day? No one's watching anyone have a bad day. Everyone's watching everyone have a great day. So when you don't have a great day, you think there's something wrong with you. So it's really a connection to reality, Rafi, more than a connection to clarity. But reality really brings a person to clarity of who he is and what what he's about. Now what? Well, let's say he doesn't have his phone. Let's say he's not disconnected from it. Yeah, but you can still disconnect because his emotions. Still no, you can't disconnect. No, 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 one second. One second. There, 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 there's always a level of disconnecting from your emotions, but if I have a device or I have things that help me disconnect, for sure it's much more disconnected. Just because a guy's sitting alone doesn't mean he's connected to his emotions, but a person has much more of a chance to connect himself. If a person sat alone for a week straight, two weeks straight, three weeks straight, a month straight, without a phone, without any outlet, he's going he's gonna to ultimately get in touch with himself because it's, it, that's just natural what, what happens. He's not, he's not distracted. Really, really. If someone's reality is what makes sense, I'm saying if, if, 
if someone's getting uh, yelled at by somebody, so that, 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 that makes sense, or that, that's, that's reality. If someone's hurt by someone, that's reality. Yeah, the reality would say is that, like, the situation, I'm going through the situation, that's logical, I'm going through the situation, emotions will get in there. What do you mean by, lo- I don't understand really what you mean. Bad. What do you mean by logical? What does that mean, logical? It's not logical for a parent to, that doesn't make sense for a parent to, no, to correct. But, but for the person who's on the receiving end, for him to be... That's logical? No, for him to, to put himself in a situation, say, I'm in a situation. And like that's that's accepting... Like, good, that's... Accepting that's, that's yeah, not fighting reality, of course. Yeah. That's the best. The if you don't fight reality. if you don't fight reality, then you're, then you, then you're, you're in reality. Yeah. Correct. And I feel like sometimes, you know, um, emotions can kind of take a person away from accepting reality. You can't persuade yourself emotionally. You can't persuade. You can persuade your persuading is in the cognition, and emotion is in is in your emotion. So you can't persuade your emotions. Whatever you feel is what you feel. So that's we tell ourselves that we don't actually feel that. Most of the time, that's what we do. Correct. Especially if you're if you live up here. Correct. Most of us have trouble feeling. We have trouble feeling. We don't want to feel. We actually do feel, just the feeling doesn't, we don't let ourselves feel. There we could, there we could uh, push away our feelings. Okay, we're getting, uh, yes. Can you direct your feelings Yes, well, I'll say, just to answer simply, yes, you can. Yes, yes. Your seichel could affect your feelings, yes. I'm not talking about those feelings, though. I'm talking about if someone has hurt, or someone has shame, or someone has um, sadness inside of himself, or whatever it might be. So, so it's important for a person to, to experience and to be in reality with those feelings, because those feelings are there. But then he can re-evaluating right. what he wants to feel. Right, right, right. Yes, yes. For, for argument's sake, yes, for now, yes. A person has to be very careful. The reason I'm hesitant is because, because a lot of people, a lot of us, myself included, we have difficulty feeling. We don't want to feel, especially our generation. We don't want to feel. So, so we, we deny our feelings. And we push away our feelings. And what does that do to me? Let's say I'm going through pain and I don't want right. to face that pain. What, right, so road, road, it makes road rage. That's what it does. If I'm an angry person, if I'm an angry person, I don't deal with my anger. So why am I getting angry at the lady who's driving slow? Why would, why would I care that there's a lady in front of me driving slow? Why, why would I care? Let her drive slow. Because you got to get some. Yeah, so go, go a little bit earlier. What's the big deal? You get angry. They'll come out. Your anger and your stuff, when, when a person doesn't deal, okay, there's a whole other conversation. Thank you, Rafi, for bringing this out over here. When a person doesn't deal with his emotions properly, right, so what happens is it's going to come out at your, at, your, at your wife, at your children, at the government, right? People get angry at the, they get angry at, you know, the world. You get angry at, you know, the dog, the cat. You get angry at everything else. You're not angry at anyone else. You're angry. 
You're, you have anger inside of you. You have sadness inside. Sadness and anger are very, very connected. Sadness is keeping anger inside most of the time. It's keeping your anger inside of yourself. Um, so you're sad. Sadness outwardly is where I take my sadness and, I'm, and I lash out on other people. So yes, if a person doesn't deal with his emotions, then it comes out. It'll come out, you know, as the Ramchal says, the Masil Sharm says, as the Masil Sharm says that if you don't, um, right, we say this in Precious, if you don't take care of your, if you don't give yourself what you need, that's mutter, it's the same concept, then you'll get it in usr. It's the same thing. So if I don't take care of my emotions where I'm supposed to, then I'll take care of them where I'm not, I won't take care of them. They will come out where they're not supposed to. That's the way, that's the way it works. So if you find yourself doing something that you don't want to be doing, it means you're not giving yourself something that you need to be giving to yourself. If you ever find yourself doing something that you're like, why am I doing this thing? Why do I keep on doing this thing that I don't want to do? That's never the problem. That's never the problem. If you're doing something that you don't like that you're doing, that's never the problem. Don't ever think that that's the problem. That's not the problem. There's something else that's the problem that's causing you to do that thing. When a person's on his phone a lot, or when a person is escaping in certain areas, whatever it might be, in drinking, drugs, um, watching things, uh, sleeping too much, whatever it might be, that's never the problem. That's a symptom, or that's a quote-unquote solution to another problem that you have. You're trying to solve another problem, and you're not solving it because you're not dealing with it. You're escaping. You're running away from it. So it's not the problem that's the problem. Right? A person says, oh, you know, I, uh, I have trouble concentrating. Right? I'm not talking about if you need to take ADD medicine, then so just take medicine and you'll concentrate better, whatever. Or help yourself focus, concentrate. I'm saying, if you're not able to, to get up in the morning, you, you want to ask yourself, you want to ask yourself, what, what problem am I solving by sleeping late? What problem am, am I solving by being on my phone for six hours? What problem am I solving for drinking whatever I'm drinking? What problem am I solving when I'm doing something that I don't want to be doing? That's how you want to think. If you start thinking in those terms, then you start getting to, to underlying things. You say, why am I doing this? Right? Why am I getting angry? Why am I getting angry? What problem am I solving by getting angry? Right? A lot of times it's control. I feel like I'm out of control, whatever it might be. Okay. Yes. Maybe I, I read in uh, this book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Yeah, great book. Uh, it says I, that like all this all comes down at the end of the day to not taking full responsibility. Like, yes. Yes. You're a little bit angry, a little bit this, because it's probably that you're not taking full right. responsibility. Right. Exactly. I think it all connects together. Yes. Yes, it does. Shkosh Yosef. Love it. Now you know why I missed you so much. Right? Okay, beautiful. It's true. It's true. When, you, uh, when a person takes full responsibility for his life, and he says, this is my life to live. This is my life. And I got to live my life. This is, this is, right? When you're younger, it's your parent. You're your parent's child. 
When you're younger, it's your parent's child, you're your school's student. And then when you start getting a little bit older, you have to start saying, okay, whoa, whoa, now who am I? That's why we have challenges from 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Those are hard, hard, hard years. The reason those are hard years is because of what Yosef's saying. You stop blaming, you stop blaming, well, you could continue blaming, right? Rabbi Alexander, what do you say? Does, does it still, does blaming last? How long does blaming last? What? Until you get married. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <coughs> yeah, what? <laughs> and what? Then you get blamed. <laughs> okay, beautiful. So we just did number one in Misil Susharim. We just did the, the first thing. Um, which is Lakayim Mitzvahs, where we really, that's where, we, that's where it begins. There are three things to do, the three things that we're put in this world to do. One, number one, tomorrow, Mir Tashem, we'll talk about the other ones, but just quickly, one is to do mitzvahs, that's why we're in this world. The second one, he says, I, don't, I still, still don't know why, why he says it so general, he says, La'avod. One of my interpretations, he says, we're on this world, La'avod. That's what he says. That's the Lushan that the Ramchal says. He says, we're here on this planet to work. And I just want to say, right, I want to say um, my opinion in La'avod. One shot that I think La'avod. Is that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you got to learn to be, let me see how I could say this in the, in the, in the easiest way possible. You have to learn to, to try and be as functional as you can be, which is you wake up at a certain time and you go to sleep at a certain time and you have a schedule. People who don't have a regular schedule, it affects your mood. If you're a moody guy, if you have mood swings all the time, I would ask, I would probably, probably challenge anyone who has major mood stuff, I would probably challenge them I'm talking about in yeshiva here. I'm not talking about someone who has a mood disorder or someone who psychiatrically has a real mood problem. But I'm talking about anybody here in yeshiva. If you find yourself constantly changing moods, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm this, blah, 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 I would ask yourself what your schedule is. You might say, what does it have to do with anything? So the answer is it has a lot to do with a lot. Because when you are on a schedule of waking up at a certain time and going to bed at a certain time, and you're in a schedule of working, and you have what to do. If you have what to do, and you're busy, and you have a schedule, and you're not someone who's bored. Boredom is a very dangerous thing. Being bored is a very dangerous thing. I think the Ramchal is saying la'avod is, one of the purposes in our life is to work. Is to work. Is to work, to work hard, to have goals, not because, oh, I want to have goals, because you have to have goals. Because if you don't have goals, if you don't have what it is that you're looking towards, if you don't have real things to wake up in the morning, that I have to wake up in the morning. Not because, not because you know, uh, I'm going you know, to be in trouble, I'm going to this, I'm that. that's very, very low level functioning. I get up in the morning because I'm, I'm, I'm alive and I have a lot to do. If you're not living that world that you have a lot to do, you've got to question yourself. You want to challenge yourself.
Is my life so boring? Is my life that meaningless that I really don't have to get up at a certain time and I don't have to go to sleep at a certain time and I could do whatever it is that I want to do? And the irony is, the irony is that people think that they're free when they say I could get up when I want and I could go to sleep when I want. So why are those the, 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 da- the people who are the most down? Why are those the people who are sad? Why are those people the people who are not happy? Why is it that the happy people are the, the people who are waking up early and the people who are busy? Why is it that the people who are, who are not happy, who are now, that doesn't mean, and I say this all the time, that doesn't mean that someone who has a full day schedule that he's happy. You've got to work on being happy. But I say if a guy doesn't have a full schedule and you're not happy, then that's not a kasha why you're not happy. Of course you're not happy because you're not working. You're not doing one of the purposes of being in this world is to do, which is to work, to do things. So that's number two. The third thing, as we're going we're gonna to speak about, is Lamud Banasayan, is to face one's challenges. So those are the three purposes, the Ramchal says, that we are put on this planet. Number one, to do mitzvahs. Number two, to work. I'm just using that uh, this time around. To work, to be productive. And number three is to be Omed Banasayan, to face one's challenges. And with that, we'll wrap up for today. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Like we always say, don't worry about yesterday, don't worry about a week ago, do not worry about your past. No matter what you've done in your past, it doesn't matter. The only way you could fix your past is by having a great today. And don't worry about your future, because the best thing you can do for your future is have a great today. When you have a great today, that will help you build to, towards your future. Have an amazing first day of the rest of your life, everyone.